who's opening this? Oh my god. Uh, oh, the the episode? Yeah, oh my god. Um I I will since I'm hosting. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, okay. I could just leave all this in there and just like slowly fade <laughs> it up from zero by one decibel per second and just like people are just like, "Wait, what?" Wait, I hear them talking. They're talking about I have one of those opens where it's like joins mid-conversation. Then we're just like, oh, hey, I guess we're recording now. Yeah. Even though like, oh, what's up, guys? You have to like fucking do it. The P- the piece of shit Chris Hardwick uh, style that he used to always do on Nerdist. <laughs> I don't remember. I listened to that show like once or twice because they had people I wanted to listen to. Was it Jericho? Probably. <laughs> Jericho's on it. All right. Um. Hello, 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 hello. Ah, hello, hello. Oh, where have we, where are we? Oh. It's so dark. The, the lights are so bright right now. I can't see. Uh, lights so bright. Don't even need shades. Whatever. Hello, welcome, Jen Ryan Russell Boys, a podcast of four friends made better friends through a love of professional wrestling. Uh, I'm your host for the week. I'm Zach. Okay, you were being a little cagey about who you were, but we now know. You know, you could call it cagey. You could call it come up with a joke, but whatever you want to say. Or strategically mysterious. Well, I loved Mm. it, and my name is Matt. Hello, I'm the guest this week. I'm Isai. That's not how guests work when you're there every episode, but we love to have you. We we appreciate you coming and and taking time off uh, of your busy. (laughs) I'm glad that, yeah, I appreciate me coming. Appreciate you coming. Appreciate you going, Craig. Wow. Wow. Okay. Craig, Just appreciate me leaving. Huh? I know. Well, it's that thing that know. that's like a thing that like people would say. I hate to see you leave, but love to see you go. Some shit like that. That's hey, literally like, my favorite. It's like you're looking at a my favorite. It's my favorite thing to say at the dog park to any stranger or dog. Hate to hate to see you go. Love to watch you leave, especially if oh. it's a corgi. That's pretty good because it got them thick behinds. They got cakey buns. I like the dogs that look like they're wearing pants. Yeah, I do too. I love mm. that when it gets all when it gets all skinny at the ankles, so it looks like they have floofy pants on. <laughs> I like dogs. Go, Matt. This, this, I love a good corgi like. butt. Does the well, corgi yeah. butt drive you nuts? <laughs> corgi butts drive me nuts. Corgi nuts drive it's my true. butts. I'm pretty sure Gabe has to have, have that like, tattooed on his fucking face. Probably. I also used to own a, I, I used to own a corgi, so I used to own Gabe. What about a poker game with Aaron? Oh, okay. High stakes. Yeah, not actually very high not not high stakes at all. 
Yeah, not really. <laughs> that, that, that was the low bets. <laughs> You're like, I'll put up this, uh, you know, these last like four chicken wings I have. And Aaron's like, I'll put up Gabe. Like, fuck, I guess I'll make it five chicken wings. I'm not doing the whole order, though. Yeah, that's like the thing. It's like someone's all in and you have more chips than them. So you have to like figure out like figure out how much and then you have to decide everything. Yeah, it's like, okay, if you if this person wins this, they win Gabe and four nuggets. If this person wins, they win five nuggets and Gabe. Yeah, they're able to go with the full five nuggets in as well. It's amazing that we've been doing one nugget as a tip. So we've been doing this this long. We've brought up Gabe so many times and the world will never know. He's never been on this show ever. I mean, his name has been on the podcast on Derek's ass before. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm saying he's he's a genuine wrestle boy who has no idea that he's a genuine these days, boy. I really want to have him on because for just years and years, I would just make him watch wrestling. Even at his house, I would just go and That's put it friend. on and be like, hey... We're watching this right now. I'm coming over to hang out with you. I'm I'm controlling that we're gonna watch pro wrestling, and he would just be into it. So he like yeah. has this weird like tangential knowledge, just the most random wrestling. So does Tyler, like our other friend that we bring up all the time. Tyler, like all my friends around me just have these weird little like pockets of wrestling that they know. And it's you and wrestling, of, yeah, you and wrestling are just a package deal. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's like how Gabe will just like randomly scream "Young Bucks" from a Teddy Hart shoot interview from like twenty, like two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or some shit like that. My, just my, it. my friend Travis, um, who is a UPS driver, so you know, watch out for him um, delivering okay. packages to your house. Um, not you, Matt, watch, watch out. But, um. He it. just like will randomly like do this thing when we're out drinking sometimes, and or he just puts his arm around your head and goes diamond cut. But he doesn't know wrestling at all, literally at all. That's good though. I love that. That's better than it's RKO. Really good. You'd you think you think a normie would would say RKO, but the fact that he throws a diamond cutter in there is. I mean, he yeah, really he, really likes the ready to rumble. Um, there it is. I don't even know where he got it. He just only knows the diamond cutter. It's you know if you are though. <laughs> I, yeah, I love the weird, like, kind of, it's like, like, you could tell maybe he had somebody in his life that maybe liked wrestling at one point. So that was the one thing that he knew. Yeah. It's yeah, like exactly. the best. Yeah. I hope it's recently, too, and his one person in his life only liked, like, WCW. Like 98 was, WCW. Like, I like, really like this, and that's it. Subscribe to the network just to watch that. Brady? Or solely, solely a member of DDP Yoga. And this like yoga instructor I went to in Georgia. Apparently, he was a wrestler or something like Diamond Cutter. <laughs> Hulk it Hulk out. out. Oh Lord, it's good to be back. We're talking about yeah. wrestling this week. Took folks. a bit of a break just because there's been a lot of changes within all of our lives in the podcast life. <laughs> what um, do you mean? We heard you. We heard you. You've asked us. You've asked us to take a break, and we were like, "That's rude." But we, who are we to de- to de- decline, dear yeah. listener? So it's just, uh, you know, we're taking some personal time. But then we realize that our personal time is, actually, this is really important to all of us. We love coming together, talking about wrestling, talking about it off air, how this is a big part of, I think, just like you know, hanging out with friends and mental health is doing shit you love. And I love doing this. Looking forward to it all day. 
I completely agree. I completely agree. It feels so sometimes like, uh, like even sometimes like before, like, cause like work will get crazy or whatever. I'm like, Oh fuck, we're recording tonight. Like, okay, I got to make sure I'm ready or whatever. And then, but it's like, well, by the time we like sit down and start talking, it's just like, Oh, it's so nice to just fucking get out of my head for, of whatever the fuck else is going on and just kind of disappear into this funny little fucking world for a while. And then we don't even start recording for like a half hour too. Like that's why there's all the good stuff. We're all lubed up. Yeah, we are mm-hmm. lubed. It's, nah, who I'm are like, you, me? I'm, I am, I'm like fucking old blue and old school. <laughs> old blue. Remember, because so, they're in the KY wrestling. Oh, true. You're my boy, blue. Yeah. Except I'm not going to pass out. I hope not. We'll see about that. So we had a, we had a fucking noon. We had a noon WWE pay-per-view this week, eh? Oh, that, I, I love fucking like it started like at 10 o'clock perfect timing turn it on start making some breakfast like kind of multitask relax and watch some shit and it doesn't take out the whole day but the next thing you know mm. open up the mimosas and then you're just like oh it's gonna be one of exactly these a good exactly it's kind of a good reason yeah it's a good excuse to exactly sometimes maybe you get a little good excuse to get drunk sometimes get fucked up at breakfast oh yeah <laughs> Sometimes, Sometimes you gotta get fucked up at breakfast. Because, like, you know, moral obligate, you know, moral thought feelings withstanding about them having a show in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, you can just pirate that shit for your conscience if you want. It, yeah, I, will say, I mean, it's Oster's the one that's funding them, not me. I was gonna say, I, I mean, I got it on Oster's dime, so I, they, I don't feel bad. We're about not, that. are we actively, is subscribing to Peacock actively giving money to WWE? Because, they don't. I, I don't think they make a percentage of subscriptions. They just made a flat rate, and then probably are continuing to get paid the licensing probably. deal. Yeah, I, I, I thought though. I'm not. I have no idea what that is. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it is morally like shitty of them and like what they're doing. Yeah, and, and the sucks is that like the people of Saudi Arabia like don't get to just like enjoy this like on their own like just like the kids that you see there just having the time of their lives because it's always going to be kind of with like this fucking like dark mark that hangs over the top of it but um That's exactly it's like what everything I was... that we fucking utilize and do in this fucking world is just always with some fucking blood on that money you know mm-hmm. i think that's exactly right you know the specifically this year watching it was cool because at least they had probably a concerted effort but they had straight up like kids in the front row and shit like it was so much fun compared to like the first year when it was like a bunch of people in like (laughs) traditional garb and like no the royalty sitting in the uh like in like the couches they brought out Mm -hmm. and then you have this like massive gap and then people behind like losing their shit it felt so much more like a fun show and i agree it's like yeah as much as the 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 government of saudi arabia is fucking gnarly it's like those little kids ain't got nothing to do with that. Like they're having a good time. They probably WWE probably shouldn't be fucking taking this money, but hey, they're doing the show, and it was not a half bad fucking time to be honest to watch. Yeah, it was a, yeah. I, it was, it was a production. Time. Yeah, I've said before, like my favorite like way to watch wrestling is waking up in the morning and watching it, like especially the day after. I've like managed mm-hmm. to avoid spoilers, so actual like I didn't watch much of it live, but I. So it, it was nice, a little bit. I yeah, watched it, just waking up and I watching it. it. A, I thought it was a good time. Um, it started off a little slow, but that's fine. It was the the Bork versus Babe. 
and it was what it match. was. It was yeah. it was just like it was. It's there to serve a purpose, not really be good. Then after that, it just uh, just got real fun. Um, you can go through the card. So the first one was the Meatman, Big Meat, Big Meat Lashley versus Big Meat Brock in a meat match. I love Brock going first on these overseas shows, obviously, to just get on that plane. Exactly. Oh, yeah, he get in and get 100% out. just being like, it's gonna, he's like, I am getting on my private jet and I am fucking leaving. See y'all uh-huh. later, motherfuckers. Um, yeah, they just like, Bobby attacked him before the match started. Beat the shit out of him. Couple suplexes, though, from Brock. Did the hurt lock. Then he did the, uh, WrestleMania 8, Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, kick off the turnbuckle, the Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I did all that. And uh, got him for the pin. Bobby attacks him afterwards because he's like, you son of a bitch. I can't believe it. You, I was winning and you beat me. So, big heel turn from Bobby. Yeah. Bebe. Because yeah, he, is he running solo right now? He's not with MVP right now. No, he is. Uh, they... Feuded for what seemed like six That's years. right. That's right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, He's so that was thing. that was cool. Uh, then it was Damage Control, or Damage Kataro, however you want to say it, uh, <laughs> against Alexa Bliss and Asuka. Um, Especially crowned champions. Yep, Damage Control won the titles back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to guess uh, the, you know, Saudi Arabia people wanted a title change. Because I they never get them over there, so yep, totally. Um, so I thought Alexa Bliss looked closer to being good now. Like I think her teaming with Asuka, like, um, is that is best good. she's ever looked. Um, because like, well, I think like there's still a few moments where it's like, oh, you're you're still not a good baby face, but at least when she's with Oscar, she doesn't have to be like a one hunt. She can be a tweener a little bit, like use heel tactics as a baby face. Yeah, um, and then like, she just like, also like, I think just being in the ring with people like Dakota and EO all the time mm-hmm. is like, you're going to get better because they're just good. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, also teaming with Oscar, uh, the best worker on the planet. So yeah. Totally. And there was so much chemistry already, like, uh, on the sides between, with, like, with Asuka and Io, there's, like, just so much fun chemistry between the two of them. Obviously, history as well. So, yeah, I feel like Alexa, in this match specifically, Alexa and Dakota kind of play good opposites to that as well. Um, I, I, yeah, you know how I feel. I think Alexa's pretty good in the ring, no doubt. I do, I do think it's a hilarious dynamic that we have the biggest, like, as far as our characters go, bully like in the women's division, like, like last, like gen- this generation, and then the biggest geek, but they're playing the opposite roles. Yeah, that is fair. It's like Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels, where Shawn Michaels did all the technical stuff to start the match. But a lot of this is really like building. It just it's good. What's... <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting war games Survivor Series war games coming and this is all playing into that because there's still we have missing pieces and and plenty of speculation yeah about and that. Uh, yeah they talked about it on monday it's five on five so, mm-hmm. so i'm, I'm excited some to see there's maybe some three more people i mean sasha banks right come on i got added back right? to the raw intro this week Ex- same with naomi mm-hmm. and, and yeah I mean, this is, you know, this is wild speculation, but what else are we here for? Who else, who do you think could be the, because there's, 
actively, we have Dakota, EO, Bailey. Nikki will join them. Nikki is already joined them. Yeah. Oh, Nikki's already joined them. That's right. They're yep. now Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is back, and she um the finish of the tag team match. Uh, Nikki Cross do her um like the suplex neckbreaker off of the rope, so it doesn't do the spinning fisherman's because uh Elias does that the fucking drift away. So mm. I want to steal the finish, okay. brother. Um, and so Nikki knows I, more moves and can get a new finisher. Elias yeah, does not. Yeah. And also doesn't lose the Otis. Um, yeah. oh, Otis but, versus Nikki would be a fun match. That'd be some strange shit. Um, so, yeah, Nikki's joining Damage Control. He's on that team. Not, maybe not necessarily in Damage Control. She's on the team. Mm-hmm. So there's a fifth. And then the other team has three people with two spots open. There's a lot of speculation about who's going to be in that match. Um... Candice LeRae is obviously going to be in that match, but mm-hmm. on which mm-hmm. side? Which side, though? She was mm-hmm. she was taken out, quote-unquote, by damage control. It was off-camera a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, and she she's doing Poison Pixie, at, which is mm-hmm. a heel gimmick. And so, if let's just say Bianca and Alexa Daska go after or choose some other people aside from her, the easy way to turn heel and be like, I've you know, I've been bad the whole time. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, also, there's speculation that a certain um, wrestler may be returning. If she wants yeah. healthy with her legs. Are you talking about, you talking about Sasha? What are you talking about? Uh, I said her legs. Her knees specifically. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. Egan Knox. Oh, whoa. Okay. So imagine if yeah. she uh, gets uh, some receipts on Dakota in this War Games match. Yeah. There's, there's, there's oh, some Tegan Knox cool. speculation. There's also two people there. So Sasha and Naomi, who are the rightful tag champions, never been beaten. Then mm-hmm. on the other side of that, you have the other tag champions. They're the ones that are now. It's an easy way to add that. You add in Candice on the other side, and boom, you got yourself a fucking match. Um, there's a lot of things that can happen. I mean, it probably won't be Dana Brooke, um, or anybody like that because Dana Brooke Dana. just lost, she just lost to Nikki, lost the 24 7 title, and then Nikki threw it in the trash and it's officially retired. Mm. Triple H, fucking, I, this is one of the things I think it's really funny with Triple H. I'm glad he's doing right now. This is a weird tangent. I'm sorry, I'm getting this energy back. Um, <laughs> He is going through and just erasing things that he's like, this is fucking stupid. Getting <laughs> yeah. rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like, T-Bar. No longer going to be T-Bar. They're doing vignettes where he's burning all this shit. He's probably going to be Do- Donovan Dijakovic. Elias. Like, instantly, Ezekiel gets fucking treachered out by Kevin Owens. Elias is just back like he was before. Mm-hmm. Everybody is just like, oh, yeah. What you were doing before? Fuck that. We're putting it back to what you should be. Uh, Carrie, Austin. like Arian Cross, yep. Austin Theory lost his briefcase. Um, <laughs> lost his cash in. Yeah, look at look at the fucking women's division restock they've done. They haven't even debuted exactly. all of them yet. Emma, like Emma, just came back. Emma's just Dude, like, hey, I'm... it's me. I'm Emma. I'm back, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, she does not do him to dance. Luckily, uh, um, it's fuck like you. Sure. No, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Love the dance. 
She, uh, like Sarah Logan is just going to be back. Hmm? Like, she's being going to be packaged with the Viking Experience Raiders War Machine. Um, and they're going to be I don't War think Machine. They could be huh? War Machine again. I would love. Well, they might have the copyright for that. So. It might be the Viking. Uh, the Viking. They might be. Uh, was it the? They're the Viking Raiders right now, aren't they? I thought they were the Viking Experience, or was that first? No, that was just the one time. I don't fucking know, dude. They're the Viking Raiders. Yeah, yeah they were War Raiders in NXT. Yeah, they might be War Raiders now because like War they're Raiders. To... I would, I would love to and then, go back to. And then like they fucking put um, Shayna Baszler's now with like Ronda Rousey. It's like, all right, let's make things make sense. And then they also try to like, even if it's just like a one like phrase thing, they just try to be like, oh, this is why this is happening. And so, so they try to explain things like. Ezekiel Elias thing. It's like, yeah, Ezekiel was was so hurt, like he had to retire. But Elias is back now. Done. A- Adam Cole during the you know the the club versus club match uh, said Bullet Club one time, and then just started only saying club after that, just to get it out there, just set like acknowledge it and then move on and use yeah. their verbiage. Like, I have to keep selling Bullet like you know selling Bullet Club shirts through WWE by mentioning them, but mention it once and then no. <laughs> But he can say anything to you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it is um, it's just funny as shit. It is honestly funny as shit. What's happening? It's like also getting rid of gimmick pay per views for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, like Hell in a Cell, not going to happen anymore. So they don't have to shoehorn a random Hell in a Cell. Money in the Bank's being Love talked that. about being back at WrestleMania. Fuck, oh. that would be good. I like, love shit that. Like that's so cool. That's true. I lo- I do like it as a pay per view, but I do kind of feel like it's gotten grading over the last kind of few years. As far as like, it becomes more of this like when it's its own pay per view, it it really has this thing where it's like, uh, I don't know, it, it puts way too much emphasis on it. Mm. Where having it just be like a gimmick match at each WrestleMania has something to look forward to, and then it gives you time to forget that that part, you know, potentially. That that is a, a pay per view that's coming up or something. I don't know. Yeah, they should do. They should spl- figure out a way to split up the men's and women's to make them six months apart, so that yeah. like that that their schedule isn't the same. Because like that's the yeah. thing is just like it's just too much of that one cool thing now. Like they both should have it, but like it's just a lot. Like and then like that'll just keep things more fresh and interesting. Put them on a different schedule than they've been. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah, or like um, because is WrestleMania going to be another two night event this year, mm-hmm. probably perpetually. Yeah, so like uh, which honestly, one on, one on each I'm night. a fan of because it makes yeah. it just so much easier to watch. That and it's a weekend last, event. It's like yeah, then then one in New York. Thinking back to how fucking long that show was, and we just like that was normal, and like man, it's so much better now. Remember the one that we watched so at Matt's better. house. That was just the longest pay- wrestling oh, evening God. of my entire yeah, life. 33 in New Orleans. It also just doesn't help that it was like actively bad. Or they, it broke Oscar's streak. Uh, Roman Brock match was fucking bad. Hey, Nicholas was awesome. <laughs> oh, God, Nicholas it, was not... great. Nicholas was great. Like, I, that was legitimately one of my favorite parts of that WrestleMania. Just because it all was so bad. It's. It was one of those things where you're when you're watching it unfold, you're like, "Oh, Braun's gonna go pick a kid out of the audience. Like he's definitely gonna get jumped by somebody." And then he just picks up a child, and you're like, 
Now I have to fucking watch the dirt sheets to see what the fuck this is about. Who's kid in is this? Audi- in an audience that had Minoru Suzuki in it, Braun chose a child. <laughs> yeah. And Minoru Suzuki that had been drinking too. Like that's the fucking Minoru Suzuki I want. That's the one you want in the ring. You ain't gonna give a fuck. Tag team of Braun and Minoru Suzuki. (laughs) Speaking of things that uh, Triple H has tried to rectify, uh, we had Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre to steal Cage. Um, This was a better match than their um, strap match. I felt they both looked strong. Uh, I like that they didn't pin Karrion. Did they escape the Cage gimmick? It's the fucking Bruno... Uh, I thought it was a weak finish to a good match. Like, and I, I even like doing like just find a new way to do the escape thing. It just yeah. like it, it just was a little silly at the end, but it was a good match. Apparently, this is this but, is the one where I was like, okay, there, there's Karrion that like at that first match against Champa. Like, there he, okay, he's getting it now. It was yeah, rattled stuff for was, a while. <laughs> what I thought was so funny in the buildup was the thing of like. Basically, like the idea was to have a cage match so Scarlet couldn't get involved, but it's like, bro, have you ever watched a cage match? You don't understand? People are getting involved. Apparently, though, Drew Drew was like crazy sick. I guess he was like also crazy sick on the before the their last show too. Yeah, apparently the, he just stopped match. fucking eating or something. Like, dude's just getting the flu. Yeah, exactly, getting food poisoning or the flu or something. But yeah. uh, I I will say he hides it well because like it kind of. I feel so bad for Drew at times. It's just like a never, like whenever I don't know, he just never quite gets across the finish line. You think he just like he carries everything he can and maybe doesn't get his due. Mm. You know what I mean? He's, like he's he's due. Due. he doesn't get I it. Get Definitely during the pandemic. I know that is the thing. With like when he won the t- title, it was like the right. It was such the right time to win, but there was just no one there to like really soak it in and they haven't been able mm-hmm. to get him back there yet that sword didn't help as much as i love the big sword it didn't help. um i the time to do it was flash of course dude because there was a couple the, times in the match where at, i was like he could he could oh at the end i'm like oh my god he won like he won there it is um and then solo came in which also like the whole bloodline thing we'll get into that um, we'll get into that dude absolutely <laughs> perfect um also like there's there's just a bigger story that they're trying to finally fucking just finish which i at least respect because we have taken this long with it let's just fucking finish it right then like let's not fucking make any rash decisions let's just do the fucking thing mm. god damn it i be- before we move on from this match though i do wonder like what i feel like it Carrion, even though he lost this match, Carrion Cross feels like he's primed to like get himself into something big. Like I would love to see him against uh, I don't know who's on what show right now, but it like him against Matt Riddle might be I I think that'd be fun. Honestly, it was the I one I was thinking of because I thought of Randy, but Randy's hurt. Yeah. Cuz like someone that can be just like this big, someone that he can play like that brooding kind of like don't I'm not here to fuck with you guy with like Matt Riddle's energy, but then the match itself. I want him to, to get oh. into something that we can sink our teeth into. You want to know the one that he really needs to? Every heel needs to fight this guy. Uh, the Miz? No. The Miz. No, um, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio is the best fucking babyface in the fucking world. 
Man, Carrion um, Cross versus Rey Mysterio. Because it's just like you can have, and Carrion's uh, worked in Mexico extensively, so he understands like how to work that way. It's just mm-hmm. he's he's like the best babyface. He gets sympathy so easy that like just being able to get in there and have big old fucker toss him around like what Gunther just did with him on SmackDown. Oh shit! It, it, it's just like it's just a thing of beauty. Like the whole like the story with Dominic, like I know everybody was so fucking soft on Dominic, and that's fine. He was just kind of there. He is like, the biggest fucking heel. Yeah, the cool. stuff going on is pretty cool. I, the People stuff he's doing with the Judgment Day is cool, and fucking Ray, like with that, like not wanting to like hit his son. It's just like. People just like they feel like he's able to convey so much emotion of uh, that's like real human emotion um mm-hmm. that like not a lot of other people can do and it it seems so real and he seems so vulnerable and you're just like motherfucker like this guy's a superhero but like, he he's also does this so like you can kind of connect with it it's like when he went to smackdown and all that stuff you're just like hell yeah cuz uh, he was going to quit he wanted to retire, telling Triple H he was done. Triple H was like, come on, come talk to me in my office. Please, don't go, Ray. And then he's like, where are I'll bring, you? I'll bring your favorite knee surgeon. This one's on come me. On. <laughs> he just goes into Triple H's office. Dr. James Andrews is just yeah. there. <laughs> I have him on retainer here for you. Whatever you need. He said, oh, first one's on me. Come on, get up there. <laughs> get out of here. I got it. I got get, on my, get on my desk. Get on my desk. Um, Go do that is though, actually a very great segue, be- being that it's the next match on the Saudi card with fucking Dominic in there. Because I don't know what are they doing with Rhea? Because they keep talking about how she's like a seductress. I'm not quite getting that. But then they're they like, are, are they they're dating? Imp- they're implying that they are fucking. They're fucking. But she's calling herself mom to him, right? Which I'm mommy. Like, whatever. I know. It's- mommy and poppy. Um, you're so straight, <laughs> and, you're also so white. and you're also so well, white. Mommy, clear wrestling, clear wrestling Twitter. This is the only storyline they care about. Also, Dude. also, Matt, you're so white. Like, like, I mean, it's true. That's fact. Um, mommy and, and Poppy. It's like, not like father and mother. It's like I know. It's, part... it's, it's to me. No, it's the exact same as like daddy fucking shit. And I, I, I daddy fucking. Yeah, like daddy, mommy, fucking stuff. That that yeah, maybe it's a white people thing. I don't fucking subscribe to it. I, I say have no, fun, like, bro. I, was, you know, just, I will say, just the way you're saying it's the best. You know, daddy, mommy, fucking. You know, dude, people do it, man. I it's not it's not my bag. But what do you know? But do? Um, I love, love and support, nothing but. But I will I, say I don't quite I understand what to make of it. It's like, especially when it's like, oh yeah, and he's a man, and it's like I I like that subtle like the subtlety of it. It's like how she's controlling him and how he's just, just like, I don't know, just a big dumb idiot that just wants to be like, you know, feel a little dangerous. And they're just like, we're going to fucking take advantage of it. And, and she's controlling him. Like, she's the fucking top. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's, to- she's topping him a lot. I mean, just like his real dad, you know, with China. Yeah, that's true. Well, it, it, it's uh, Eddie. It, Oh yeah, Eddie and fucking China. The the storyline was oh, great. I thought, oh, I thought yeah, Mama that Eddie. That's right. <laughs> it was great, and like like that was like that was like one of the things that really helped put Eddie Guerrero's character in WWE like on the map. 
he could go and do that like when he was at the Playboy Mansion and like getting locked out. I remember that so vividly. It was so great. It was good stuff. And Dom needs something like that. Like and he's been doing such a good job of like playing this little shit character. The fans fucking hate him. They fucking hate him. And the line that he said that Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. That's good. Fucking best. Maybe Mm. they just need a title. I just Judgment Day seems like it's missing something, and maybe it's like a little bit of gold or something there. Because like you got Finn, dude. I don't know. You got Damian. You got Rhea. Like you could put belts on any of them. But I don't know. They've been teasing actually. Um, they teased the standoff with Seth Rollins and Finn. They teased Bianca and Rhea. Like they walked past each other backstage and had a stare down. And so stuff like that is on the horizon, especially once the bloodline storyline like finally unravels, which is feeling very soon. We're almost mm-hmm. at that boiling point where you need to start kind of unraveling some things because we'll get to it later, but I have like a very specific way in my head that it needs to go, and I think it would be the best. But um I think they're they're going to. They're making Finn seem like a big deal. They're winning. Um but also it's just Finn versus AJ a lot, which I'll fucking take all the time. Like, that's great. I'll I'll take the I, I can get it. I like, I would take like three pay-per-view singles matches between those two. Like, I don't care how long they stretch this out, really, because like the chemistry between them is like so good. And then as before, like we haven't talked about this fucking Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallo just marched their way fucking back in. Like, haven't missed a beat. Like they didn't spend Two years just being so bad. They brought a and they brought a fucking storm of speculation with them. Fucking oh, yeah. the never open weight title uh still sitting over at Machine Gun's house. Yeah, and so with Carl the fucking An- Anderson current booked current never open weight champion. So he was allegedly booked for a show um in Japan against uh fucking what's his name? Tall guy. Uh me. Paul Tongan. What's his name? Uh Hikuleo. Kaleo. I can never remember. I kept wanting to say Tangaloa, but that's fucking Camacho. Um, but shit. It, <laughs> yeah, it's it great. It is. Um, I think like, it's definitely storyline because of the way they're going about it. And I think they're going about it in a super cool way. Um, making it seem like Carl Anderson, this big disrespectful motherfucker, mm. uh, going to New York for all the, the, the money and the bright lights doesn't respect wrestling. Um, guys so, shit to the max like mm-hmm. really kind of helps with that bullet club kind of original theme of it. it holds true to that and even to the point like when they had like a press conference jay white was like yeah, did you see who just showed up over there it's like yeah i told you bullet club's taking over everywhere it's like it's awesome like we're not just taking over here we're taking over wrestling and so like kind of playing that in obviously with like one of his best friends in the world being rocky ramiro who is office at new japan People when people are like, oh my god, I can't believe he's disrespecting that company that made him. Like, no, it's a fucking story. He's gonna go and drop it and do it like, and like, open a quote unquote forbidden door. Yeah, um, exactly. And like, for one, like, if Carl Anderson was doing that, that's on New Japan for hiring Carl Anderson. It, you, like, you know who you're getting. <laughs> like, and like, well, I, if homie know, gets a yeah, check, like, he's going to the next place. You know? Yeah, like, come on. I agree. I, yeah, I, I, I 
bought into it in the sense of like, you know, so yeah, it's like, oh, Carl's booked on this show same day that they're booked in Saudi Arabia for WWE. He's got the title. Apparently the president's mad. The president of New Japan's mad. And I was like, oh man, that looks like someone stepped in some poopy poop. But it, it really is like you think about it for a sec. And exactly like you're saying, it's like, no, there's something else going on here. But like if I they like were like it's... really concerned, they would just, they would have just been like, oh yeah, he's stripped. We're going to have a, a match for it. Because they did that with like when Juice Robinson got sick or some shit or Will Ospreay got sick or whatever it was. And yeah. they, they just like stripped the title. And they're just like, yeah, fuck it. We're stripping it. New champion. Sorry. Yeah. They'd like, yeah, they did. They'd vacate it from him. But between that yeah. and then, yeah, Shinsuke working with Great Muda also in Japan. They're, I like how they're subtly opening a forbidden door. They're not like, hey, we're putting on a whole pay-per-view, which I liked. I mean, I'm fine with AEW doing it that way. But I like the WWE is this, the way that it seems they're kind of moving this direction is like, we might be open to a little bit of this, maybe a little bit of here, maybe a little and bit of there. It's Hunter so always better. Say, oh, we're mm-hmm. always open for business, you know? You know, we, we, uh, we always, you know, we'll, we'll do anything like that. It just has to make sense. has to make sense for us, make sense for them. But we're always open to talk. And my phone's on. Mm-hmm. Matt, call me. I, I've Matt. been trying. Matt. Yeah. Call me. Yeah. Please. I will. Night. I will. And like cross promotional super cards don't really work. Like, and they're, they, they don't make sense. Like you, why would you boil all the excitement for the crossover on one event that ends up not being very good AW um, versus have like one to two matches throughout the year and continually always build that. Like, always be able to go back to that well because it's like, oh shit, a new thing. It's not just like all of it all at once. Like the forbidden door thing, like kind of was, it was so exciting at first and then it was too much all at once. Yeah. And, and I, then you I end agree. up with like, just like really random people like, oh, this is what we're getting. So exactly. Cause it's like, I liked the, the forbidden door pay-per-view, but watching it, it, none of it felt very consequential. Cause it's like, well, there's no real interlocking stories going on. But with I like the idea of like, oh, I'll send a guy over here or we can send a worker over here, you know, uh, and and have like a one off person doing stuff like that. It's just like it's a much more fun way to keep people guessing other than because mm-hmm. now AEW has got to probably have a forbidden door show every year or not. They don't have to, but they probably will fucking try. They will. Yeah. I mean, if if you want this concept to work better, have Okada come and win the AEW title. Still go back to Japan with it. Have him pull double duty yeah. for six months. Like, make it real. Like, make it consequential. Like, have each show promoting each other. Like, you know, and have something that actually means something. Because when it's not, there's nothing of consequence happening. Like, you know, they aren't going to do more than a mid card title switch or anything like that. It's like FTR having the tag, like the tag straps, like, doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Exactly. And then also, like, what's super cool because like, AEW wanted to have some people at Wrestle Kingdom. That's allegedly like, where Carl Anderson said he'd work to. Um, well, they're running a show that night in Seattle. So it's like you're not going to get, like, a Brian Danielson. You're not going to get anybody because they're running Dynamite there. And so, mm-hmm. you know what you could do, though, is if the Fed's playing ball, hey, well, Carl Anderson can go, like, well, Hold off until then. Engage, 
Oh. Right there. Even I, just, I would love it. Even just the intrigue of him just being there. Like Damn. having a stare down like with Okada, having a stare down with them, and like maybe not even having a match, but just like the intrigue that builds some just suspense. Maybe down the line, hey, if a Tanahashi shows up and like maybe wants to do a WrestleMania because like he's never done one, you, know, you, you can have that build where it's like it feels like a big deal on a big do, show. Do, do, do. I was literally going to say, fuck, I, do, I want do, that do, match. Do, do. I'm so, I, that's I would match. be, I, I'd be so curious how that would go. Like Ace versus I, Ace, you know Cena. As Cena knows who Tanahashi is, like Cena, like oh yeah, yeah. The dude started doing Code Reds, uh, like in the second half of his career. He's <laughs> watching the fucking springboard stutters. <laughs> yeah, like the dude, the dude suddenly became aware of wrestling in other places um, at a certain point, and you know he's heard that comparison about Tanahashi. But he wouldn't do it unless he did it, could do it right, you know? Like, he wouldn't just show up for that, you know, that match when he has, like, one week between films. Like... Yeah. And I, yeah, I'd be exactly. si- and he can put together such a good fucking match with the right person. Oh, the, yeah. I, I can just imagine them putting on just, like, a fucking smart match. You get a guy like a fucking Tyson kid who's, like, a student of Bret Hart and, like, has that same mindset, like, sitting in there with them. Or fucking Shane Helms. Aaron Helms is such a great mind for the business. Mm-hmm. Um, that you sit him in there, and probably Hunter in there too, and you just like put together just such a smart match. And that I would, would even like have AJ sit in because he's had those matches with Cena to be like, "Asan, mm-hmm. what you do?" Because it would be like yeah. potentially like dream match of all dream matches. Absolutely, to see something like that. But it is little things like that 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 like are actually happening. Of like, oh, Carl Anderson uh, and fucking shinsuke going over to face muda like little things like that get your brain immediately be like what yeah. could it happen so yeah so as we're just on this topic like shinsuke nakamura is going to go fight the great muda in japan pro wrestling noah um and what's super cool about this so apparently shinsuke had been trying for this with the old regime for a long time at trying wasn't getting anywhere it's pretty much like it was kind of done triple h actually reached out to sonny yono Hey, is this still on? We want we want him to do it. Oh wow! And then they got it together. Uh, Pro Wrestling Noah kind of announced a like working relationship with AEW, so they had to go across there, you know, go over there, and make sure that their other partner is good, which also a respectable thing. Like, hey, don't want to just burn bridges, and you know, they're like, cool, yeah, that's fine. Everybody wins. Like, let's do it. And so, um, yeah, so Shinsuke Nakamura, which one of the things that I thought was really funny. It's like in the video he did. He definitely filmed it backstage, like at a SmackDown, and they called him WWE's Shinsuke Nakamura, which it's like he's been there for like what six years now, and hmm. it's wild because like he's a WWE guy now. Everybody's gonna remember the King of Strong Style from New Japan that watched at that time. He was so big in that company, especially coming out of that that dark period where. Enochiisms and just all the old guys and mm. shit like that was ru- like ruining that company. And guys like Tanahashi and him were the ones that were helping bring it out. And Tabata is like being able to lift it out of that. He's a WWE guy now, and they made sure and promoted it that way. Like yeah. WWE's Shinsuke Nakamura. Like he's become like he's not the like a wrestler that. Like, you know, someone who doesn't know anything about wrestling knows, but he is the one that, like, someone who hasn't watched since they were a kid 
has heard about and thinks is cool. Like, you know, like your friend who like cat, like to like wrestling has probably heard of Shinsuke and think like could reference him, you know, like he's a global star now. Um, I'm, also, I'm, I hope he gets a title run now that Hunter's in charge. One oh, yeah. of the seriously. things like, also, we're just going to keep going down tangents while we're trying to break down this card. Oh, uh, Pete Dunn, aka Butch, who we'll get to here in a bit, was kind of talking about something like that very similarly on the Add a Character podcast. Where he's like, you know, like this whole run is, you know, it's different. It's a new character, but I just wanted to dive into it and make it work. Um, he's like, he's like, one of the things that like made me realize, oh, this is really cool to be able to do this. He's like, I always would get told by people probably around my own age, like this demographic, hey, you're my favorite wrestler. Now I'm getting told, hey, you're my kid's favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. You're my, I saw like, that. And like something, mm-hmm. he's like, he's like, oh, that's really cool. Like I'm hitting like a whole new demographic of people. And now that they've kind of merged like Pete Dunn, Bruiserweight, and really gotten over this fucking uh, brawling brutes group. This group is mm-hmm. fucking over. It's sick. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, great how over it is, especially for guys like fucking Ridge, who. He's had some fucking poor missteps in his career. Almost killed multiple people. Honestly, almost ended a couple careers. His, him, one of them, too. Um, yeah. Having that, having fucking um, Pete Dunn, like, be able to, like, mix being Butch and his character with his cool wrestling style, bringing that all back where he doesn't look like a newsie all the time now, just wears the hat. <laughs> and then having Sheamus having the fucking run of his career. Um, so cool. Definitely. It's just cool that, like, Triple H, again, we talked about it. He's like erasing some stuff and like, this is how it should be. But let's, you know, amp up the character stuff here because he always would talk about that how on the main roster, some stuff may not work the way it did in NXT back in the black and gold, just hardcore era, Adam Cole, John Gargano. Era. You have to add in some of that character. And I think he's doing a good job of it. Yeah. But also, um, Carl Anderson got his first fucking singles win. I think in WWE ever the other day, so that was wild. He's been wrestling ever? singles matches, yeah, singles like win. Um, but yeah, so Judgment Day beat them because of Rhea. Um, we, that's the fucking we went on that big a tangent for that match. It was a good mm-hmm. match. Um, and then on Monday, they're like, "Hey, like we couldn't find a solution to the Rhea problem. The solution found us. Mia Yim's fucking back, looking jacked as ever." So okay. fucking good because not Fuck yeah. the obvious choice. It is it's one that makes so much sense. Like the obvious choice is Kel. Oh, yeah. He was in Boise um, the other day. Um, just meeting with some like-minded folks. Uh no, um, they were doing <laughs> a event, uh an event like a recruiting thing. Like they're doing like these like campus recruiting things for their NIL program. They were doing mm. it at Boise State. Oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> I saw pictures of it. Um, but yeah, um, so she came back, beat the shit Rhea. So now that's four on four. I, I like that they evened it out. And this is something that I was reading that they're wanting to do is bring in just a, like, really get their women's roster just fucking stacked steady. So they can just, like, you could have women at every, almost every turn. Like, how many different segments had, like, there's women's matches, mm-hmm. there's women's storylines that are going on. Even in this fucking pay per view, they, in Saudi Arabia, Bianca Belair and Bailey also had a women's referee. Like it is mm-hmm. like 
three women of color were standing in that fucking ring there, which is just so cool to see in such like predominantly white like fucking form of entertainment. Like it's just what it is. It's yeah. just yeah. cool and to see this those, stuff. those full body suits have gotten cooler too. Like I remember the first year it was just like long, like basically yeah, wow. it was like big t-shirts. t-shirts. Yeah, like the extra, yeah. extra, extra large T-shirts. Like Bailey and and uh, yeah, we'll get there. But like, uh, yeah, Bailey and Bianca both looked fucking badass. That might have been my favorite match of the night too, because it was so cool. Fucking Scarlet just we'll looked like Sable. Yes, you yeah. talking about yeah. me? God damn no. it! I shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. I stayed on the plane while my husband Brock went and did a job. <laughs> exactly. He went to work. I had a wine. I don't mean four bottles. I bet she is a wine mom, isn't she? She probably just identifies as a wine person and doesn't and forgets she has kids. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm a wine gal. Then we got uh, tall match: Braun Braun versus Omos. Dude, underdog Braun. Underdog. Okay. The one time it's the one time we can ever tell that story. So, like, do it. Check it off and the list. Exactly. He did it exactly. well. He did. he did it well. Very well. I hate Almost to say great. It. He puts his foot in his mouth every fucking chance he gets. He did a good job. Oh, yeah. He did a good job. I can only do that because I'm real very... flexible from all this. How shredded I am. Put my foot, yeah. foot in my mouth. Yeah. I've, gained all my new, I've gained all my new power from my, my slim red pants. <laughs> Those are slim red pants. They were Ethan. Give me extra power, <laughs> basically. But oh, I so I did not expect a great wrestler out of Omos, and we did not get a great wrestler out of Omos. But he played his character. I liked when he was talking shit. I liked when he was fucking putting his hand up on fucking. It was, it was the best face. Omos has ever looked. Here's the Definitely. thing. Um, let's just keep them feuding forever, but make it mostly backstage segments like they used, to, like the Braun and Roman feud. The original uh, over, but have two they, of them. Yeah. Okay. It's like how the almost like what they're doing with Bray. It's like, all right, the regular wrestling's done. Here's Bray's world for ten minutes, and then it will go on back to regular wrestling. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Like it just do cool, that though, forever. Like, yeah. I mean, it was cool to see like an actively impressive like body, just a, a straight up like press slam from Braun like to almost like. Just the shit that he does to everybody, it's like, oh, it looks way, way cooler when somebody's actually bigger than you. Yeah, um, and he played a good fucking baby face in peril, which is fucking dumb. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, shut it's like the when, fuck up, Ron. Shut yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Someone needs he to get him off social media. Yeah, like, and, like, just, you know, lock him in a room between shows. Like, just yeah, sit in there. Just, take his phone away, at least. Yeah, seriously. He's like the most annoying fucking guy that you went to school with, but who's also famous and rich. And it's just like, he has the worst opinions. He just talks so much shit. Like, I don't know. He, he He's still doing this control your narrative thing, even though he's getting fucking paid WWE money. His narrative's already been controlled. Uh, All right. Yeah, he's... Take that, you flippy floppy bastards. Whatever, floppy floppers. Like, Call them floppy floppers. Like whatever, dude. I, Go take more selfies on Instagram with your fucking steroids. You guys get into the brawling brutes versus the Usos. I gotta pee. Okay. So I mean, I 
I think it was a great match, obviously, mm-hmm. but the whole thing really was built up to being like, well, I feel like most of anything they were just talking about how like how important it was for Jimmy and Jay to retain these titles so they could go to SmackDown and face uh, the New Day to make this big extra match. So it's like it was very telegraphed, yeah. I think, from the go. And in this match itself, I I could have been sold into the idea that the Usos might, you know, or that that the something might happen where where the Usos could lose the titles, but really not. I don't know. Mm. I didn't not over there, especially um the blood like. Roman and the bloodline, all the Samoans are super over every time they go over there, even if it's as heels, but they're getting the right responses. Like, um, you don't want to, yeah, you, you don't do that switch over there. And like, especially not to this team, like this team's getting so over and stuff, but like that, that would, I think actually ruin their momentum if they, if they beat the Usos too soon, like, and ruin their storyline, people would like, they, it would bury them at on a meta level. A hundred percent where it's like, oh, now, yeah, now the Usos losing the titles is going to be its own part of this whole story. So, like, it was cool. But, like, to what we are talking about earlier, like, watching fucking Butch and Ridge Holland, I, like, as much as I love Pete Dunne, I'll get used to Butch until they change it. But, uh, I don't know. It, it was, like, it's so cool to see, like, that team be so over that yeah. it was relatively telegraphed match it was still just so much fun i don't personally remember a ton of like what they did yeah um there's just like it's it was really like normal uso spots except the finish was a uh you know 3d slash 1d off the uh, top off the top rope it was a super super 1d which was uh fucked um i thought ridge even looked pretty good in this there were times when you can just see him standing somewhere waiting to catch someone I would rather yeah. him be there and like learn from some of that rough early goings in that way. And then like catch up eventually, like maybe he never does, but he's still just a, a somewhat effective big guy, you know, like, and as long as he hits that point, you know, he has a spot. As far as like the green guy in a faction, he's good for sure. Like I, it is, there was a time where I was like, maybe we should get Ridge out of our fucking locker rooms. Cause he seems to be hurting people. But, like, it seems like he is progressing, and he is a part of a great, like, a faction that's really firing on all cylinders right now. And it's bringing more out of him. But to mm-hmm. your point, you can still see him, like, yeah, getting into position and waiting kind of in the background sometimes. But as you were talking about with Alexa, Zach, uh, having Ridge the Fridge, somebody like Seamus, who he'll probably work a lot more like as he progresses. Mm-hmm. And then also with fucking Pete Dunn. It's like you're getting a master class, and then you're going in there with one of the best tag teams to do it. And mm-hmm. Zeus, 100%, they have gotten so good. They have two very dis- – like, they are two super different people now. They are distinct guys' characters now. Yes. It is the Bloodline is so good. So good. Sami Zayn has injected so much life into that, too. Of course, he wasn't at that show, but of course. But um, They chanted, course. we want Sami at the press conference. But Strowman oh, yeah, Reigns awesome. masterfully shut down, saying you don't deserve Sammy, which was funny. And then oh, they chanted so that like, during like the fucking show too. Um, Sammy Zayn like, is low key wrestler of the year, not for ring work at all. <laughs> right. Even though that's there, like he's yeah. as good as as I've seen him in WWE, but or at least you know in on at the least main in a roster. few years, like for sure. Yeah, but it's like the perfect fit for like the like. 
like the shithead Sammy kind of character in this like ultra like serious kind of like it's, bloodline story. It's such a like almost like a relatable type of character though. At the end of the day, all he wants to do is just fit in with the cool kids. Sammy mm-hmm. Uso. Yeah, he just and, wants to be like, accepted by the top people, like the cool kids. When he yeah, eventually has the baby face turn against the bloodline, that pop is going to be like ridiculous. Like, because like with like Sammy knows what he's doing. Roman in this character really fucking knows what he's doing. And Roman what, this has been perfect. I think Roman, like, you can see, like, how much Roman cares about this. I could see Roman being like, have we thought about Sammy being the one who beats me? Like, like <laughs> right? Just, like, just for a night? There, there's, there's definitely a, like, a world where that can happen, and it's we're in it now. Sammy's going lo- to beat Roman to after Roman loses the title. <laughs> that could happen. I, like, I, see that. I still think that, like, you can have, like, Kevin and Sammy, like, Beating the Usos because I can just like think of it in my head. It exactly. reminds me of when DX got back together and were like the McMahons and was it fucking Spirit Squad were jumping Hunter. Mm-hmm. HBK fucking runs out, stares at Vince, runs to the ring and they clear it. They fucking like getting all hyped up. They do the fucking like the the high five, they do the poses and the crowd's going nuts. And that's Kevin running out to save Sammy. Totally. And mm-hmm. and that's like there's a reason as to why that they, they like pulled um Kevin kind of back off TV is because originally they think the plan was to do this for a while and Kevin and Sammy do their thing. They like they have like they get together, but then this just struck fire and says something again. <laughs> we go back to Triple H running the ship, and this is just where it shows. He's like, Oh, we're we're this is working. We're gonna put this on hold because we're gonna change. We're gonna course correct. We're gonna. We see something's working. Let's fucking go with it. Let's just go with it. And they're going. It kinda, and yeah. It's still getting bigger. It's still working. The oozy shit is was everywhere. Getting oozy <laughs> and and feeling oozy. It was. It's everywhere. Um, Roman is a fucking pro. Like, and he when he's in this character, like he is like different guy than real life. And Sammy broke him. Sammy made him crack. Mm-hmm. Like, he broke on the TV. entire segment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the, oh, the crowd, I mean, it, yeah, that was, it was just beautiful. It was just one of those perfect moments because the crowd had lost their shit when, was it, I, was it, is it Jimmy and, and Sammy that are at each other's throats Jay. right now? It's Jay. Jay. When Jay's and like, I don't Jay. give a damn because Sammy's like, I, the blood, you know, the tribal chief said he wants peace. Jay's like, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief said. Every, the crowd's like, oh, hold on. Like he up. snapped his head up when he said, like Roman snapped his head up when he said that too. It was so perfect. I like that Roman like, kind of like, like kind of laugh and adds like that little layer of his character with Sammy. It's like he almost like, like oh yeah, this guy's a fucking nerd. Yeah. Like, mm. it's funny. So, I like yeah, it. Exactly. Like back to business. Yeah, and yeah. so he can like laugh. Like, he does that all the time. Like with then, like when he when Sammy got the honorary Ooze shirt, and he hugged him, and Roman's like, "What the fuck? You're touching me!" And then like was like, "All right, yeah," and gave him the yeah. hug and patted him on the back. Like stuff like that is just so great. Um, and sometimes like that's all you need is that one little change, that one little extra ingredient, and it just changes so much stuff, and it just feels so 
different, even though all we really did was we just added Sami Zayn into this story a little bit more, and it changed everything. Yeah, and it like good. it's so good. Jim fucking Cornette, he did praising Sammy. Said he's like the best character in wrestling right now. Jim <laughs> Cornette wild. and Sammy what like notoriously bad relationship. Pretty much the reason like, Sammy and Kevin Owens or Kevin Steen were gone for like over a year just for Ring of Honor was because of Jim Cornette. He hated <laughs> them. Hmm. But yeah, you can't deny it. I mean, exactly like you said. I think it was supposed to be like a like a couple weeks kind of a thing, and then uh, it just hit. It hit, and so they're letting it breathe. But it's not like they're forcing it down your throat, where it's like we're onto something. Every we bring it up ten times an episode. It's on every segment. Like we, it's just like it. It they're letting it breathe, and it will. I I have faith at this point. It'll come to a natural conclusion, which it, yes is going to involve Kevin, which is going to be the best. Especially like when like there's like this other big story that they have that's gonna take mania at least to get to. It's like they have the time to let it breathe. You can mm-hmm. draw this out, and they did a great job of this um when Bray Wyatt returned at Extreme Rules of with the White Rabbit stuff. What's just letting shit breathe, and they're doing that now great with Bray as well. Letting stuff develop, letting you get interested. Like, okay, well, okay, what the fuck's gonna happen next? I gotta just fucking find out now. Mm-hmm. Also, like, not insulting our intelligence, like, when the Alexa thing happened, like, under Vince, they would have done something like that, then not, and then, like, pretended no one else saw it, you know, like, pretended that the commentary didn't see it. And, like, no, commentary acknowledged it now, brought up Bray mm-hmm. Wyatt, but, like, not in a dumb, forced way. They're just, like, saying, like, hey, like, Alexa's gone through some changes. I wonder how this is affecting her. Like, we're, Talking like humans. They're yeah, like, they say hospital. Michael Cole said hospital. Not local medical facility or whatever the fuck they say. It's like... I'm I, I, thinking, like, I was just thinking now, like, oh, this is what it's like to watch a wrestling show that's being run and booked by someone whose, like, main mode of going through life isn't insecurity. Because Vince McMahon is the like most insecure person of all time, besides maybe Tony Khan. Like both yeah. of them, like and both of them are so reactionary and just like, like oh, like someone like people like people like me, like oh, I, I have to give them the thing I like, like that they reacted to until they hate it. Like there's like no like Hunter's just secure, and like he knows wrestling, he's seen it how it works. Like Hunter's so like, stubborn, almost sometimes to a fault. And that's why I think why he like was pushed up, like pushed against like indie wrestling or indie wrestling guys like in his career, um, because he's like it was just different than what he liked. But now like he grew, he changed. I think he had to have some people tell him to do that. And then mm-hmm. when once he didn't like fall into it, he got comfortable. He knows what he can do as a booker. He's confident in it. He's like I'm gonna go and let these stories play out, but I'm also not, um. Too egotistical to kind of change stuff as I need to. Yeah, he seems to have a, a better idea of like the a, a bigger picture of what's going on. Where definitely feels like what Tony Khan's doing, and certainly kind of feels like what Vince McMahon had been doing is like really just chasing after that quick pop. That that it's what's gonna like get a lot of views on YouTube. What's gonna get people talking? What's gonna? It's like you're just trying to catch something constantly instead of letting something just build that is gonna have a satisfying thing, and you can pick and people like, up along the way. Ratings like for like the show, like we're not a fucking numbers podcast at all. Fuck that. No, 
it's like they've stayed like consistently better with within like the hunter's world of things because and they've stayed consistent is because it is that it's like oh like we're trying to now watch these stories unfold and we know that this person that i like after three weeks isn't going to just get fed to somebody there there there's there's a like a fucking reason for this and so i want to yeah. watch this story unfold now because of this instead of like cool like i i like mustafa ali and he's getting a shot right now, but if people don't like him for three weeks because they're going to Omaha, Nebraska, fucking like Ohio and like fucking Mississippi, where they're not gonna understand him like a Philly or a New York crowd, like a smart wrestling crowd would like appreciate him. Cool though, now he's fucked and now he's gonna just get like fucking eaten by almost like in a segment backstage <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's like you can yeah. see your guys actually getting a shot. Like even if it's maybe something you don't necessarily like as much, or it's something like that, Johnny and the Miz. Yeah, but I, I also understand it. It's because you like you can't put him anywhere else, but you want to feature him. Have him go with the guy that is constantly like one of the most hated guys. It's, totally. Okay, we go on so many tangents right now, but it's fun because there's so a lot much to catch happened. up on. Yeah. Um, we got the two main events next. I mean, there's one main event, but you know. Yeah. Oh, okay. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. 20 minutes for this last woman standing match for the Wa- Raw Women's Championship. It's last, like, this gimmick, like, this type of match, like, it's so hard to do it well and not be, like, have the momentum, like, like die all the time because yeah. of a long time count. And, like, to have a creative finish in this kind of match that, like, I've never seen that finish for this match before. Like, they've seen variations on it, but not that exact variation. And it seems like we would have thought of that by now, you know? Yeah. Like, so, like, that's awesome. And, like, and it's cool, too. Like, Bailey, Bailey is the one who got Bianca to the championship level. Like, mm-hmm. the, feud, the feud before she won the Royal Rumble was, like, fucking... Like what got her there? Like ba- Bailey got her there, and then seeing it now, like come back around now that Bianca like doesn't need to be carried. Like, ba- but Bailey's taking her just like even to another level now. Yeah. Like, okay. like oh, I'll still carry you, even though you don't need to be carried, and it's gonna be really good. So we're gonna carry. Like, we're both gonna carry this match to better heights. I mean, honestly, they have such good chemistry. And like, there were so many parts that were like, there was genuinely like really cool, like fucking violent weapon parts there was like fun gimmick stuff like uh like when bianca got trapped in that like a uh, road case where she got put in like the equipment case like there's just like fun stuff the golf cart you know that was was kind of a swing and a miss for me a little bit but whatever because it was such a fun time i like was it bailey going down the uh the golf cart on the top to like flip over onto the table and it didn't break yeah. so they just like got up and did a fucking like power bomb through it it was just fun and then yeah the when they uh when Bianca pinned Bailey within the ladder under the bottom rope, it was like that's a genius way to finish a match like this. Also, you still see her like struggling, so it's like ah, you didn't really get her, and that's why it sets up perfectly. Award games, it's just like it sets it up perfectly for it. It's like for what for what? War games, war games, blood and guts, guts come. Yes. Blood, guts, piss, sweat. Give me a little butt but, juice. <laughs> I, I did. I just loved it. There was like, yeah, twenty minutes. It was front, front to back, good. Like their 
outfits were rad. It's just a good chemistry. Like, I don't know, especially because it was like, it was right before the main event. I feel like I really picked things back up. Like, the tag matches were great. Uh, like, the Judgment Day stuff, and then, like, the, obviously, the Brawling Brutes and the Usos was great. But, like, this really felt like it, it ramped it up for the the actual main event with, that was after it. But they, it was so good. And, like I said, that, with the tag match earlier, it was all in service for, like, building fun ideas for war games. Yeah, it's Survivor like every, everything, like, on these, on this, like, this card felt like it served a purpose. Like, it wasn't, like just a random thing because even like the giant versus giant one that's an attraction that's all like yeah. they, they try to build that up like it too like so it was like i don't know it all this all seems cool mm-hmm. for a show that is is by all intents and purposes just like a you know a, it's like it is what it is it's a propaganda device for you know saudi arabia it usually just be usually in, house shows an inconsequential house show generally but like it seems like there was a lot of care and effort put into the actual show. And again, it was just so cool having the crowd be largely younger people just actually having a blast watching wrestling. Uh, it just felt like a really fun show. Yeah. And then it was fucking capped off the, the match of the night. Yeah. It was. Roman Reigns versus what's his nickname? The Maverick. The Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. Ogan Paul. Yeah. And this match was so fucking good it was it was incredible i loved it It was so fucking yeah. good um like i i have like a weird time with this match because like i so impressed a person i i hate also i don't really like that i'm so impressed with him storyline wise like in in a way you know like like his third match being more competitive with Roman than Roman's matches against a lot of real rest, like you know, established wrestlers who are also great, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's one of those weird things where it's like, ah, I wish like this was Logan's 10th match or something, like you know, like just on that level, but it's he did so fucking good. I don't like, I, I can't was be like, mad at it. I can't, and I can't lie, I was kind of just. Honestly, the whole time we were watching, I was like, I was kind of gushing. I was just like, dude, it's incredible to see somebody. I was the same way. I was the dude, same way. Dude, somebody coming from the world that he's coming from, bring genuinely bringing a an audience probably is not a huge crossover with wrestling fans who does skew younger because weirdly WWE caters to like sixty year olds. Fucking, like it, he's bringing such a, a eyes to this product that may have just not been watching it. But he's taking, he's putting so much care and like dedication into it that you just don't see from somebody who's not, you know, doing this day in day out for their career. It's, it, it, it I was blown away. I, there was a couple times during the match where I was like, obviously there was a couple times where you saw him getting, you know, in his positions and shit. So I feel you on that where it's like I think a couple more matches under the belt could really like tighten some screws. But there was a couple times where I'm like, oh man. In another world, I could see him winning this. I could see him getting that lucky punch, you know? I, I, I wasn't even meaning to... Te- story, too, with it, though. I wasn't you even really meaning to... Like, I wanted him to be technically, like, crisper or whatever, because, like, I was meaning almost more like, I wish that the kayfabe story, like, he had more experience mm-hmm. under his belt to make this more believable. Like... Gotcha, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, like, oh, he's, well, like, they- metal-tested and, like, mm-hmm. stuff. Now, just, like... Also, how do you... 
use him effectively going forward and not just win. Like, he obviously is going to win shit going forward, but, like, it's just, like, it puts you in one of those weird kayfabe spots of, like, he almost beat the super-powered character. How do you have him go against someone who's not? Exactly. He could believably take a title off of... What? He he has the Shawn Michaels back injury. Um, Every single match that Shawn Michaels was ever in, on his comeback, they always work the back. Um, mm. Even though he was 100% cleared. You you have you have that way out now on every single one of his matches now that they can work the knee. The Matt Jackson. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Matt Jackson's had a bad <laughs> back for fucking 30 years. Um, I, I like the story they told, especially at first, like, Roman walking and talking, just, like, talking shit. And then, like, I, like they, they told you what was going to happen before anything happened and you knew what was going to happen and it still surprised you as far as like when they actually filled in the blanks they said hey mm-hmm. roman's gonna probably beat the shit out of him he can get a lucky punch because he's athletic and then they filled in the blanks with it and that's exactly the story that they told um and he got his lucky shots and then it took roman by surprise and then when you have the equalizers like with like jake paul even though he is who he is. He legitimately had just beaten Anderson Silva, who was one of the greatest yeah. MMA fighters of all time in a boxing match, which for whatever reason I watched, and I want that time back. I did not pay for that. I want that time back. Um, Yeah, I got you, dude. I, I feel exactly the same way. I did kind of feel like it got a little overbooked, but at the same time, it that there is a part of it that was also forgiven by it being a glorified house show. Um, you needed to be overbooked almost. A little bit, because, yeah, exactly. You have the Bloodline come out. You have Jake Paul come out. You have Solo Sokoa come out. But, um... I mean, Paul who, Heyman's who, out there. What do you... Like, it's going to be oh, overbooked. Yeah. Paul Heyman selling for fucking Logan Paul was my favorite part of the match. Roman, you know, there was a few times, too, where it's like, yeah, Roman's really letting... He's given a lot to Logan. But it was like... Yeah, it was just like... It was just so much fun. The, the like, shit talk in between it too, when Roman would finally get him into like these good, like rest holds, but it was just like, it would just talk shit to him. And like, Logan's just like, no, no, like I exactly say what you will about those, those two brothers. They know how to seize a, a big moment. They're um, just so good. In, Logan in that, knows in how place. to fucking do the notes between the moves. Like they need to pay yes. him a lot of money to go to the fucking PC and teach like 90% of that roster how to do the notes between the moves because you see so many of these fucking beginner guys aside from like, you know, the creeds and guys like that who are just, who are like, you know, the 10% of the people who like get it almost naturally or understand it more. That's why Solo's fucking in the position he is. He's in because he got it. He came out of the womb, took a bump, a Samoan <laughs> drop, the doctor, but being a three minute warning uh, delivered him actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's taking too long, about three minutes too long. Um, but it's like the things he does in between the moves is like facial expressions, just the things that like when you watch like a, a who the fuck was it that fought big body hobby uh, on NXT? I know nobody watches it besides myself <laughs> and Jordan. Uh, it's like some fucking geek fought. Uh, it was not even a geek. It was Hank Walker, the guy that was a security guard. They went and had a match a few weeks ago and was whatever it was fine they nobody died um but it's like there was just like they're like we're running spots here's the match that we laid out or they had soul roca versus electra lopez 
It's like, here's the match that we practiced for the last week. Um, we're going to go do that. Here's the body slam. Here's the headlock takeover, arm drag, stuff like that. It's like, well, you got to learn how to put things in between those things. Hmm. And, and you hear a lot of like older wrestlers talk about too, like one of the things that you hear about older wrestlers criticizing today's younger talent is that they don't let things breathe really between moves. They, mm-hmm. you know, it's really just like, get to this, get to that, get to that. There were plenty of times where I was like, they both look fucking gassed, but it's like, mm. I know that they got more in the tank than that. Like it was just good selling. Roman was, he gave a lot to Logan Paul. Logan Paul put a lot into the match. Like it, the it was just a great time. Fucking Logan jumping in the air and Roman about to punch him. And Logan looks a thousand feet in the air. It's just so fucking cool. And then, the big spot is when Logan gets on his TikTok. It's like, I'm about to make you go viral. And it fits with his fucking gimmick and his personality and his character. Mm-hmm. Does the fucking Shane McMahon fucking uh, leap of faith that he would do. The table tears his meniscus, tears his ACL, tears his MCL. He, did, he has a frog splash, not elbow drop. And that's yeah, it's fucking scary. And that's why he got fucked well, up. He, he hit Roman and bounced 10 feet in the air after he hit Roman. Yeah, and he finished the fucking match. Um, and, you know, say what you will about the fucking kid. I'll agree with you with most of it. They went and he sold out. This new crop of, like, celebrity people coming in has been unfucking matched. You got Pat back. Bad Bunny. Bad I... Bunny, Logan yeah. Paul. It's like, wow. I want the three of and them they can... to tag. Yeah, fuck. Honestly. Go. Because they bring, they all bring such a different audience with them, and I, I mean, I'm sure WWE energy has even in the ring. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm very curious to see what Logan Paul is going to do next. I really hope they don't do any. I hope it was the, it was just a fun thing for Saudi Arabian audience to to do the thing with with Jake Paul. I hope they don't do like a tag team deal, but they um, curious to see what. They I mean, it, we're not going to see Logan for another year. He does a because of the injuries. Blown, yeah, it's a blown out yeah. fucking knee. We probably wouldn't have saw him again until either the Rumble or Mania anyway. So. Anyway, yeah. He actually probably would have been in the Rumble and got eliminated by whoever he was going to feud with. That's yeah. probably like Seth. Seth versus Logan makes sense to me somehow. That kind of does. Yeah, and right. Of, and then they just turned Seth. Um, this is, so this is another... Roman Reigns, Reigns wins, obviously. Um, so this is another thing that we, again, we keep coming back to this. People have been wanting to cheer Seth Rollins for a long time. They like the song. They, they he got over that weird, this weird gimmick of fucking visionary Seth freaking Rollins. He's wearing whatever this gimmick is. He's just is <laughs> fucking like ayahuasca trip, um, and it's over. People like him. He's delivering matches again, and so this week on Raw. They turned him and had Bobby Lashley, who's pissed off still about the Roman thing, I don't the Brock Lesnar thing, pissed off about the way that Seth won the title. They fucking turned him heel. They let Seth be a babyface, and just because the crowd turned him, they're just like, "All right, cool, yeah, well, we're gonna go with it. We're we're cool." That's the shit that I Hell enjoy yeah. and I like seeing is that they are willing to then steer into the skid. They're not trying to change it like they did with Becky Lynch when they tried to turn her heel. Everybody just yeah. really wanted to cheer. I, I I remember reason like, oh yeah, Becky was heel against Charlotte at Evolution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wild. Yeah, weird. She was heel. Big time Bex. 
Yeah. And it's like, yeah. well, that stuff works. It's like they finally turned her and let her like let the fans cheer her again. It's like remember like when Seth came back that one time and like fucking beat up Roman, hit him with the pedigree the next night. He's like, You guys didn't care about me. It's like, didn't they have like like they fucking loved you that life before? Mm-hmm. Fuck off. I that yeah, was literally when I started watching wrestling again. That was when that was happening, and it was just buck wild. So they're just like, okay, cool. You want to cheer him? You guys love this guy? You're singing a song? Great. Here he is. Cheer him. Love him. We're not going to change his character. He's just going to say thank you to the fans instead. And he's still going to be the crazy guy. Great. Yeah. That's great. Totally. Then- it, it really does. It feels like it, it gives a lot more respect to the, the reaction that people are just naturally getting. Instead of like this, like beat you over the head with this idea until either you like it or you get used to it, uh, or we just change it. I will it, say it. it to- uh, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, it just it just rewards you for for watching. It's like the the only time that the old regime had done that in a while was just the Randy Riddle shit. Oh yeah, um, because Vince the- loves that stoner fucking potty humor. And I'd say live live like get ascending, but that. Like even took a little longer than it maybe mm. should have. Yeah. yeah, it's like the, it's like it should have. You can tell it's like Randy has a lot of say in what he could could have done, and he still will. And so you could tell he wanted that to keep going because he was having a career resurgence until he got injured too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like one of the things I think that people need to realize in wrestling is that these guys who are there, who do have the bigger names, who have been there and done that. If you attach these other guys to him, these little the Sami Zayn's of the world, the Butches, the Riddles, get those people with them. It brings all those other people up because now the brawling brutes are over as fuck. Sami Zayn's the most over guy on the fucking roster. Like Riddle became an incredible person, not a credible person, credible wrestler, not a credible person. I take that back. <laughs> yeah, incredible wrestler. Um, in the oh, eyes man. of the fans, because it's like, oh, he's with Randy Orton. And so then he's over now because him and Randy are buds. And like Randy even was like at the end of their run before he got injured was all about it. It's like, no, he's my best friend. We're doing this. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. So then when the turn happens, it, it will really hurt. It should. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it should. And they, they mm-hmm. gave it the, the time for it to hurt. And it wasn't the like three weeks of Y2 AJ. Yeah. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Like, but like, and like, look at Dominic, same thing. Like, yeah, you know, like you, like it wasn't really working with Ray anymore. Like, so like, but use that, like the, how much of a baby face Ray is. And like, then get Dom over even more as a heel. Like it's all stuff's working. Like then you interweave like the edge into there, like saying how he was going to kick Dom's ass and like Ray just begging him not to. Like, yeah, as like a friend, as a brother, blah blah blah. He's like, no, he's a man now. He has to earn. It's like, okay, yeah, I like. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like super like dramatic fucking shit. But it's like you feel real emotions within all of that. Like, there's real stuff that you could kind of pick from. That's like, oh yeah, it's like. I remember when I made my first real big boy mistake, and I had to like be like, oh okay. I, there's yeah. consequences to life now, isn't there? Right. Yeah. When mm-hmm. you want to step into an adult world, there's adult repercussions. Yeah. Exactly. And so, just stuff like that. It's just, it's. I don't know. I'm just really excited about a lot of stuff. Even like on, like seeing like the AEW stuff. Like I like the elites coming back. Like I don't know. Um, 
I'm not as bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for that show. Just put some of the other things that make me mad. Uh-huh. It's just cool. It's like, oh, cool. Like Will Hobbs is kind of getting a little bit of a shove, and Ricky Starks is guy kind of getting a little bit more screen time. Things like that mm. are looking cool. We, I, yeah, we even talked about Orange Cassidy and Shibata had a match last week. At Shibata's on fucking, request on Rampage. On Rampage, Shibata wanted to work with two people. Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, Orange Cassidy. That was it. really that's his wish list. That was his. That was his too. He's like, I, I want to work with these two guys. That's incredible. Fucking rad. I love that. Like, it's like have the Orange Cassidy clean. in a while. It basically, it's like this is Shabbat is basically like I want to work with the best wrestler on the planet, or I want to work with a wrestler that gives me a very specific challenge, like. Why work with anyone else? Like, he doesn't have anything to prove. And, like, he's already done, like, done plenty. You know, just having a Shibata match is the reward. So, like, that's, like, it makes me feel good about wrestling sometimes when it's like, oh, Shibata wanted to have some fun. He wanted to have a match with the best wrestler in the world and Brian Danielson. (laughs) (laughs) But it's, like, to your point, it's so true. It's, like... Yeah, he could go in there and have like a, a strike fest with somebody, but we've seen that and we've seen better versions of it. And we're not yeah. going to see a better version than the the Daniel one. So like, yeah. only There's do that. Such, yeah. What's like? What's the other? What's the point of the other ones for somebody like him whose bump card like got like taped back together and put back in with his brain that was taken out of his head? Apparently, um, Dave Jesus. Meltzer, um. <laughs> Also, you guys don't know this big news. Dave Meltzer does video now. They cleaned his office. I heard they cleaned the office, which is nuts. We, if, you, if you haven't seen the picture of Dave Meltzer's yeah. office, Google it. Yeah, it's an episode it, of Hoarders in a picture. Also, he has children, by the way. Somebody had sex with him multiple Damn, times. Dude, can you imagine being raised by Dave Meltzer? No. 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 Kind of, because he's just... Nerdy dad, like he's the same as like you know your friend's dad who likes trains and is an accountant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. But for wrestling, I mean, I'm sure it's like it's it's like oh, it's my dad's weird job. He does this thing, but he's probably a relatively normal dude. Okay, uh, uh, how many like tubas and shit did you have around? Uh, Matt? I was gonna say like, but my dad, there... my dad's work, my dad's work with it was his life too. He just wasn't nearly as jacked. It'd be weird if my dad was as jacked as Dave Meltzer. <laughs> I go say how many me. tubas and trumpets and like mouthpieces and shit like that was just like gonna be there. Oh, I know my the, my mom is literally begging any and all of us to come clear out the garage of like just buckets of mouthpieces and shit. Where she's like, I don't oh. want to throw it away because I know you guys know how to use this stuff. But I actually got some cool microphones and shit last time I was there. Yeah, but also just like mouthpieces, like who's are like I hope they're his. Unless they're just like once he just oh, like yeah I mean I think <laughs> the statute of limitations is up. I, so much shit got fucking. I mean not even purposefully, but just straight up taken from Caldwell High School <laughs> fucking band. My my first drum set was like a Frankenstein kit that my dad was just like, yeah, we're not using this tom, we're not using this floor tom over here. I remember like, your first drum kit. I played that drum kit. That's right. That's right. It was mostly a Tama swing star and some other little pieces. But uh, no, yeah, drum. totally. I but back to whatever. Uh, if my dad was as jacked as Dave Meltzer, I would have had an issue with it. 
I would have had an issue. If my if my dad was as vascular, I'd be like, bro, don't stop. Hey, hey, pa, knock it off. Mm-mm. Dad, no. That's what I'd say. All right. Well, that was Crown Jewel. Um, Survivor Long Series and thing. yeah, among a lot of other things. Um, Survivor Series and Full Gear are coming up. The Full Gear is the nineteenth, and Survivor Series is the twenty sixth. I almost decided those are in November, right? And it's where it is November 9th. Yeah, it's nearing oh, I, half November. Yeah, it's I, ridiculous, dude. Yeah. yeah, but I was thinking like, oh, that's like next month. It nope. certainly isn't, but it's going to be fun. And we're going to be doing more episodes. We'll be recording. We'll be talking about wrestling. But uh, it's just a goddamn good time, ain't it? Yeah, it's a great time. Um, had fun. I mean, I've been, great time. I've been I've been trying to watch more wrestling. It's working. For a while, well, it's getting was, better too. Yeah, I just was getting Sorry. out of it for a bit, but because it just was so tough to watch. But now, like, I'm just back to like, yeah, just it's just like the thing I do now. And I, my weekdays are a little bit longer for Tuesday and Wednesday, so it's easy just like while I'm working to on my phone just put on NXT, put on Dynamite, yeah. like, oh, I I can at least watch it. I watched a couple of NXTs sure. recently, and like, it's my first time since 2.0. I've like watched more than a single episode out, you know, like in a row and really good. It's not the same, but it's like it, it is NXT quality. Like it's like earlier, like not peak NXT, but like just before peak NXT kind of quality. Yeah, I mean, definitely the uh, Halloween Havoc show, the ladder match. Really that ladder match was so good. Um, even Von Wagner played his part. He he's doing interesting character shit even now. Like he actually like figured it out. Took a while, but still the nice sh- there's like shits in the ring though. Um, The Rock's daughter debuted. Um, fucking sloppy Joe. Mm-hmm. Joe Casey. I like. I fucking kind of love. Oh. Like she's following in her dad's footsteps of getting just the shittiest gimmick to start with. We'll probably shed it when it's the time is right. Also, like I, like I really enjoy that they're not leaning into it. Like they're not mentioning who she is, just letting her I go. Like, that like too. they're like they could, and it, they would have every right to. Like she's the first fourth generation superstar ever. They're not going to say that until wow. it's time. They're letting her become herself before then attaching the rock to her. So they're giving her a different gimmick. They're like saying, hey, I'm not this person. This is who I am. They're letting her just grow and do that and develop. Because then it's that's the thing that's always going to be there. The fact that her dad is The Rock is never going to change. Unless um, somebody beats, beats him in a ladder match. Um, true. And we've seen that work out for worse for so many people. Like David Flair and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sam Martino's kid, weird kid. Sam Martino, Brock Anderson, uh, Arn Anderson's son, a yeah, guy who simultaneously yeah. twenty five and forty five. Um, mm. he showed up in AW. It's like, oh, you're just Arn Anderson's kid. Great, Ted DiBiase Jr., Cody yeah. Rhodes. Like, it took them a while to shed the skin of their famous father. Absolutely, and yeah. hopefully one day we'll get to see her peel her dad's skin off and. 
like yeah. eat it or something as part of this cult <laughs> gimmick. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, but with sloppy goddamn Joe, that's uh, oh my god. Is he still doing the like he doesn't have powers know? anymore, so that's good. Okay. Well Yeah. Back to um... being back to being more of a cult and less of like he has powers. Oh I'm more okay with that. It's yeah. I mean, it's it's great value, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I will <laughs> say all the interesting parts stripped out away from the Bray Wyatt gimmick. They when they have the grizzled young vets, but they don't make him look as weird now. They're just letting him kind of be like people who are bought into this cult instead of like who are super brainwashed and they dyed their hair and have spooky like fucking contacts. No, like I forgot his. I think is it Rip Fowler. I, I do not remember their new names. James Drake, the guy with the long hair, um, he's like looking more like himself, but just like a little disheveled. So it's oh, like, great, yeah. there we go. Thank you. Like, make it make sense. Like, let me, like, let it be. If it's gonna be kind of spooky, that's fine. We get spooky a lot, but like, don't have it have yeah. powers. It's like, I hate. Exa- powers. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's, it's there's a certain bridge too far. We've seen it enough times, even in recent years, where they try to do magic powers, and we just have to put a stop to it as a fan base. I guess last thing with magic powers is the Bray Wyatt stuff. Let him to be the magic man. What, what, what do y'all think about the Bray Wyatt, with Wyatt return, all that stuff? I've been loving it, because they're slow burning it, and like it, it, they've surprised me even when they do stuff that like I'd expect. Like the, the split personality thing, or whatever, the, the uncle... His name? Uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy. Um, like, I was expecting something weird like that, kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. But they, the, the, the things he says, like, are weird still. Like, I still don't get all of what's going on. Is his music supposed to be real bad right now? Because it's fucking... It's good orange. I, I love it. I don't, Maybe it was just the sound at... at, uh, at in, at the show at Jeddah when they were playing, I thought it was, I was like, this is not good one little bit. No, Matt, here's the thing about Code Orange. You can't like all of their music. Nobody does. You you like what you like. And so this is there in an era that you don't like right now. I think I maybe I just have to listen to the song Isolated, but I did not care for it one bit. The what I will say though, with Bray Wyatt, I like it. I like that he's doing the thing that's like, he is like, I'm me, I'm free, I'm naked in front of you. This is me. I, Listen, that's you know, wrong, I, man. <laughs> I'm here, my donger. It hangs low. But then, but then there's this thing where he, it's like he's like, I'm shedding all that, and I'm Bray Wyatt now. And then the and then Uncle Howdy's like, No, you're fucking not, dude. You're not. You know you're not. Let's stop it's... playing this. I like that. I'm the lizard man who lives in the earth. Oh shit! I just the Uncle Howdy, the Uncle Howdy mask looks like the Burger King mask that got left in the rain for too long or something. It's terrifying. It it looks almost like his uncle Barry Windham. Interesting, but um, I'm curious to see where it's going. I just don't. I don't know. I like yet. that, it's so far just living in its own world, and that's how I think. Especially with this, that you need to do is that if they're gonna do Bray Wyatt versus like kind of the ghost of his past and his all, I can need to atone for all his sins and everything like that. Um, if that's the story that they're wanting to tell, which it's kind of seemingly like he has to fight himself, um, yeah. then I, I like that it's in a sit in its own world. Mm. Don't ha- like having him, um, like having him just go out there. Let's just say wrestle, fucking like Chad Gable. It doesn't make sense. 
Those two don't yeah, live in the same world. No. So um, it's like you can't tell that it's story. Like, it's movie time with Bray Wyatt. It's like exactly. oh cool. Like it's it's like a different. It's like a almost like a fucking just a totally different thing. It's like you get to see this little movie that's playing out, but then this wrestling show that oh, kind of breaks it up, which is nice. Um, it won't be this, but know who Bray Wyatt um raced from the universe and we haven't seen in a couple years? What if it was John Cena? That would be cool. Like broke his like, little box. Like John Cena's in this nether dimension, becoming Demon Uncle Howdy. This is how he comes back. Is like you, you, you changed me, Ray. Like, and there's like talk about like bringing in guys that are free agents who may not be anymore. They were backstage a few rods ago, um, which was the Righteous from uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Vincent or Vinny Marseglia and Dutch, the former Bill Carr. Was teaming mm. with Dan Barry as the team tremendous for a long time for people who were independent wrestling fans of that era. Like they do, like they did, like a super spooky gimmick, and Vincent looks like Rob Zombie. Um, oh, that yeah. guy! <laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, but it's like bringing those guys in to like play some of these characters. Like those, like let's say, like they're they're talking about the Wyatt Six. Like there needs to be like six people to fight six like levels of this. That can be like over a year that you could tell this. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. by himself, he is isolated from everything else. And then once he sheds that skin, you could have Bray Wyatt, who's a little bit more of, of just a kind of a crazy Wyndham Rotunda. But then you could have him as more of a, like a humanized character, which then can interact with the rest of the world. Yeah. The one thing I'm nervous about is the fact that they Alexa might cross over with like. If they do it well, it it would be super cool. Like, and I, I trust them to not make it just the shittiest thing ever, like last time. Yeah, and I think um, if if you do it well, uh, it's great. I think Wyatt needs to have somebody there that's not pointing creative at him, who's just helping box it in and move it into the spots it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Which they hired a guy specifically for that, right? Like, I mean, not yeah. specifically for him, but specifically for this long term booking, who has worked with Bray Wyatt for yeah. you know on other projects and having like with the way triple h described it before like on that big interview he had where it's like it's like he's so creative that you just need somebody to sometimes rein him back in because he'll start going off on a super big tangent somewhere else so having somebody to like hey that's a great idea but this is where we need to go we need to go here so let's go here and then we can kind of get creative and move forward instead of letting it just be bubbling and ballooning out to something really strange, but you're not actually going anywhere. Gotta progress it. For sure. 100%. 69%. 69% all day, baby. Should we land this plane? Land the plane. I was gonna ask some weird questions, but I just got talking about wrestling. I don't even have any weird questions. Yeah, not really. Yeah. I I was gonna bring up some some 24-7 title stats, but like, let's just do that another time. Because... They're pretty yeah, funny. Be, yeah. There's some pretty funny stats on that uh, weird championship, like all the NASCAR drivers and sports personalities who had it at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's it. Um, I always forget about having to do this part. Uh, we're there. Happy, um, happy, happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day. Um, 
I mean, like him, him and Lon, you know, him and Lon are just doing their thing, being just fucking basically all the time. It seems just being, so. just being, just being horny online. So great for them. Um, so I don't know. Like Russell Boys three sixteen says, I, it was weird when Matt said gush earlier, but then I didn't have a chance to comment on it. Oh, I did say that. I was gushing over Logan Paul. It was jacking yeah. off. It's like the uh, radio edit of Lap says, wet and gushing. Oh, no. I, I think that's worse. That's awful. That's worse.